announcement. Test it now and see how you, you sound. Can you hear yourself? Uh, check. I can hear, but it's only in one ear. Can you hear? Yeah. All right, we'll do that. That's why it's just two ears. All right. We're ready to start. Yeah. I got fresh mouthful of pounding. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are being very unprofessional. We are the role players. I am one of your hosts, Art Mosley, and he is Daniel Allen. We are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyways. We are here on this somber, somber Thursday. Well, two reasons. One, it's somber because uh, the passing of President George Herbert Walker Bush, a true American hero. Also, uh, so we, we would like to just say, you know, pay our respects. Also, just somber because the regular season of college football is over. Yeah. And uh, uh, neither of our teams are in the playing in the uh, t- uh, that playoffs this this year. So uh, there's only one thing to do when when you're feeling somber, and it sounds like sounds like this. You just eat your sorrows away, and this we're eating a special. This is a special sorrow taker. Yeah. Uh, this is a pound I'm going, cake. I'm going pound for cake. How do we two. how do we get this pound cake? My my new favorite listener made a bet. Mm-hmm. Lost a bet and paid up with a fresh, delicious pound cake. Now, excuse me, I just had a mouthful of pound cake. <laughs> the pound I cake was de- was delivered last Wednesday. Okay, last Wednesday. Oh, that's the remarkable thing, because it tastes and it feels like it was made this Wednesday. That's crazy, isn't it? It's, so, it's still moist and delicious and like it was... It, on a scale of like one to one to ten of pound cakes that you've eaten, where, where would this rank? It's at the top. Is it Straight the, up at the top. Is it the best you've had? It's or like it? dense. See, I don't eat a ton of pound cake. Mm. So it's, yeah, I would, this is as good as I've had because it's like... I don't like dry, fluffy pound mm-hmm, cake, mm-hmm. and this is the opposite of dry and fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's delicious. Kind of pound cake you don't need anything on with it. You don't need to put any toppings on it. No. You don't need to, and you're drinking milk with it, but it's it's not like I even need to wash it down, because it's so who, did we delicious. S- did we say who made this pound cake? I know who made it. I think most people know who made it, but you give her a shout out. I'm gonna give a big shout out to my friend Redheaded Jenna. Mm-hmm. The biggest Georgia Tech fan I know. Also the curator of some of the best pound cake ever known to man. Yeah. Let's add skilled baker to the resume. Uh, extremely skilled. As a matter of fact, she could probably open up a bakery and just sell pound cake. I think she should. I mean there's a business opportunity for her. She could just put the pound sign, cake. Mm. Look at that. Pound cake. Look at that. And the youngsters would think it said hashtag cake. <laughs> but that's not what it says. Mm. Mm. So, mm. I'm not going to subject everybody to an hour of us eating. But we did say we'd eat it on the air. And we are doing as we and said. And it's hard not to. 
I'm even eating the crust. I don't know. Oh, the crust, the crust. That's the best. Oh, man. man. I don't always. I'm not a huge crust person, but mm. I'm eating this crust. Oh. I'm telling you, man. What happened, Mercy? Just, just kind of makes the gray skies blue. It does, and there have been some gray skies this week in sports. Where do you want to start? I'm just straight up start with the fake punt. You want to start with the fake punt? Yeah, so can I ask you a question? Is Justin Fields normally on? No, he's never been on in his life. This is the most obvious. No, he's never been on the so, punt team. So is there, I mean, I know you're not a football coach, but do you check out of that play? If, you if, should. Because here's the thing. It was at the beginning of the play, like with 20 seconds on the play clock, DeAndre Swift was uncovered, and there was nobody on him. And if they had snapped it, it would have been a first down. Mm-hmm. But they ran it down to eight seconds. Between that time, the linebacker noticed it, shifted over on top of DeAndre Swift. They did not call timeout. <laughs> they just continued to run it. Do you remember that fake punt that the Colts ran against the Patriots like four or five years ago? No. Okay, so they took everyone except for the snapper and the punter split out wide on both sides. Okay. And then they ran the punter up right behind the snapper, like direct snap, like he was underneath center. center. Okay. The Patriots were not confused. They put two players right on top of the snapper, and the Colts needed to get like three yards. So they're sitting there, and he doesn't snap it right away, and he's sitting there, and it's just a punter who typically a punter is the least athletic player on the field. A punter behind a snapper with two Patriots sitting there just waiting like like lions just waiting. To devour the punter. Yes, and then the punter snaps it anyways and just gets smashed right at the line of scrimmage. And that was the worst <laughs> fake pun I'd ever seen. And then this Saturday happened. <laughs> and at the time, I seriously, <laughs> I, I looked at Megan and I, I was like, what What just happened? What? What is this? Because, it, I mean, they probably, they needed a field goal and they were waltzing up and down the field at that time. They probably would have come and scored, but that's not the point. Why don't you just pin them back and make them go 80 yards? Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. I, that, Kirby, that was the dumbest play. Has Kirby come out and said anything about that? I haven't. Yeah, paid he basically he said that he said when they're in a punt safe, he said they still run the same punt safe that I they did when I was there in that formation. And in 2012, Georgia ran a fake punt against them, essentially kind of the same play, and it worked. And they picked up like 20 yards. And he said, I know they're punt safe, and they don't cover the you know basically where DeAndre Swift was. He was uncovered, and Kirby said, but the thing is, you got to snap it right away. And they got time. He didn't say why he didn't call a timeout once they covered him up. But just 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 coaching blunder. I'll just <laughs> But it shouldn't have come down to that. Why not why is that? Because he had a two touchdown lead with, you know, however much time left. Mm. And then first off, I will take a little consolation in that we may have cost two of the Heisman. Did he look like the best player of all time? No. No, we had his he number. Very pedestrian. Exactly. And we were having no issues with him. He had, he was like six for 20, 150 yards, one long touchdown. And then he gets hurt. And then the backup comes in. Hmm. Wait, Six. first off, let's rewind. The missed field goal. Do you, did you, the missed field goal? Yeah, I was shocked at, like, I, I wasn't really paying attention. And mm-hmm. I was at, um, gosh, I can't, even re- I can't even remember what restaurant we were at watching the game. It was most obscure because we were at a Mexican restaurant watching the 
La Perea. Okay. And I, I was talking in the middle of the conversation, and I kind of looked up, and I was like, one of the guys I was with, he was like, they missed that field goal. And I was like, what? Rodrigo? I could not believe it. And first off, the third down play before it, it was right there. Riley Ridley runs like a five yards, you know, hitch, and the throw is to the outside, and he turns to the inside, and, sh- and that should have been completed. And then Rodrigo, I swear, every single time, every single game that we miss a field goal ends up in an L for the most part. And that, and I'm not even talking just all right. That's Georgia in fantasy football. If my kicker misses a field goal, I always end up losing. So as soon as that happened, I I turned and I said, that's. That's going to be the difference because yeah. if we're up three, when that fourth and eleven comes, we punt. Right. And maybe maybe they do drive it down and score a touchdown or get a field goal, but they have to go eighty yards. And all right, here's the other thing. On the there were holes left and right. I don't know. You probably weren't watching close enough. The last two games we've played Alabama, the national championship, and this game, the. Penalty yardage combined, Georgia has been penalized for 110 yards. Alabama's been penalized for 25. Well, that's because they're perfect. Ten of which were false starts <laughs> and very outright. And, dude, our guys were getting held left and right. And on Jalen's touchdown pass, there were two holds. And not to mention our best pass rusher got hurt when Tua did. One, basically our only pass rusher. We have one pass rusher, DeAndre Walker. And so our guys are getting held, and Jalen's scrambling around. Just you know, it's it it's like, but it is. Is it not the exact same thing that happened last year? The exact. The only difference is it was hurts and not Tua. Right. And how does that happen? I mean, it's like a storybook. It's like it's almost like somebody like the football guys were saying Kelly Bryant, this is how it's done. And I'm not saying Kelly Bryant made the wrong decision. Yeah. And I mean, what what happens if if Tua doesn't get hurt, and it and they win. They the don't game. win, right? They wouldn't have won if Tua because you know hurt. Nick, Nick was not going to put Jalen right to spark the and offense. and his scrambling is what made the difference. His getting out in the pocket and extending plays, because I mean DeAndre Baker for the most part shut Judy down like he did Ridley last year, and they weren't having success. Now in the first half they had a lot of drops and uncharacteristic mistakes, but their passing game was shut down 160 yards. And then down goes the the demigod to a to a and in comes Jalen Hurts who had I think he had surgery on his ankle like three weeks he ago. Did. He had a bad in, I mean yeah. I saw him hobbling around in yeah. pregame. It's was, only I, was, yeah. I will say I was happy for Jalen for because he came out and spoke his mind preseason you know and called out the coaches and then he didn't pout. And I mean, of course, he's a grad transfer, so he had to stick around, but he could have sat out. So good for him coming in, and I'm glad that I'm just, man. It's the same old thing. The whole, the entire game, at no point did I think we were winning, going to win the game. I think I need more cake. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I've already had two pieces. Go ahead. I can't have more. But I mean, the entire game, I didn't, I just, you knew something was going to happen because it's Alabama and. It's hard enough to beat Alabama, but when you have to beat Alabama and officials, it just makes it that much harder. It's just absolutely insane. Do you, did you watch the like the second-to-last play when Fromm goes deep to Riley Ridley and the Bama guy's got his arms all around him and he tries to jump and he can't? Dude's 
I'll show you the pic collage. I think, I, think the... I, I, I think I've seen one of them. Right. I didn't know which play it was from, but I saw the collage. Uh, yeah. But when we're on defense and somebody's running by and, the, you know, they do this little number, that may yeah. pass, pass interference. Right? Uh-huh. Holding, defensive holding. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's just it's just a shame. So do you have Bama fatigue? <laughs> I had Bama fatigue can you like tell five me, years ago. Can you tell me what it's like to be a Georgia Bulldog fan? It's 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 getting close and not quite getting there. And, and let's make it clear, this is the transition year for us, and mm-hmm. we're the youngest team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, like sixty-eight percent sophomores and freshmen. I didn't expect to beat Alabama this year. I expected to lose by two touchdowns, but to to control the game for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then just to have that happen once again, deja yeah. vu all over Snap again, right out. So, and then, and then here's the other ridiculous thing is we had our chance to to guarantee a playoff spot and we missed it. But like Herb Street said, like Herb Street said after the game, Georgia should move up to 3 after that. And everyone in the I've never seen like the media on the same page saying yes, Georgia should still be in the playoff, which I get it, the politics of it won the day. Oklahoma getting in. So but, should, but it's not four best this year. It's not the four best teams. Okay, who are the four best teams? The four best teams, I think, are Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and then maybe Notre Dame. And I'm, I'm going to say it. At this point, maybe the Buckeyes. No way. Just saying who's playing the best. But it's, it, okay, Clemson, Oklahoma or Ohio State or Notre Dame, one that, of those. That begs a great question, though. That, that's a question I think. I don't know if the committee ever answers is, is it the four best teams or the four best teams that are, or the four teams that are playing the best right now? Right. Does that but make sense? But you have to take the season in. Like, so, so, so if, if Notre Dame, who doesn't get penalized for not playing a conference, which is bull crap. Okay. Right. And I looked at their, I took a look at their schedule and I was like, eh, 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 all the way. I mean, even including Michigan now, because mm-hmm. at the time that Michigan win was big, but kind of looking back, is it, as big, but I mean, it's one top ten win. But they they ran their season undefeated. I don't think they're playing the best football right now. I think Georgia's probably playing better football, but they lost two games. Yeah, and, and so but one of them is a game that essentially shouldn't count against you in the grand scheme because if not everybody's playing a conference championship, why do you get penalized for playing an extra game? Against the best team in the country, so if Notre Dame should be in the ACC and should have played Clemson, you know, in theory. Mm-hmm. So, what you're penalizing someone like last year, Alabama got in because they didn't play in a championship game. They didn't have to. Auburn would have gotten in at that mm-hmm. point, but they lost. So Auburn got penalized last year for playing in a championship game, and Alabama got to sneak in. It's, it's funny how Alabama always seems to benefit from these things. But I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think if we had to, if we had beaten Bama, they would have gotten in, and we probably would have had to play them again. And I don't think we would have beaten them a second time, which that might have been just as painful. But the, it's just, I don't know. I, and I'm, I just really think, okay, we didn't earn the playoff spot. That's no problem. But don't say it's the four best teams when every single metric, strength of schedule, efficiency, blah blah blah, George is the top. And don't don't say that. I mean, you're you're basically saying you're not saying it's the four best. It's basically saying it's the four most deserving. 
this year, which it is. I would I would say I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma or Ohio State should be left out if they had one loss and they won their conference over a two-loss non-conference champion. But there's no incentive for a championship game anymore. It's it's not. There's, I mean, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Art. Uh, I, I I think for any Ohio State fan out there, I just have one one word: Purdue. That's yeah. I mean, you just can't. This is a, the, to me, and I, I know it's easy easy to say, but if you just winning takes care of everything, it does. Uh, you know, and, and I know Georgia. I'm sorry you had to go to Baton Rouge, and that's not to, even the problem. I'm not worried about Baton Rouge. That that was on schedule. It's the getting penalized for playing the number one team in the country. But do you think if you guys beat LSU and lose to Alabama, do you think you're going to the? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So to my point is, you have oh, to, yeah, yeah. you have to, you have to take care of business in the regular season. Yeah, and and it's, I look, agree. I get it, I, I get it. It's that. very difficult to go undefeated in anything. Yeah. At, at any level, but. Uh, yeah, I I I mean, we didn't, we had our chance and didn't earn it. My only gripe is with the committee saying it's the four best teams, and then this year it's well, they not. have they have to say that. Just say it's the most four most deserving. I mean, it's blatant that it's, you know, political. Yeah, but. but define deserve. I mean, does Notre Dame really deserve to go to the national? No, Army? and that's the other it's thing. A, but it's Notre Dame. Because you notice Central Florida didn't get in. They've won 25 in a row. Yeah, yeah. But there's a Notre Dame bias. Oh, Just like there's an Alabama bias. That's why I picked them in the playoffs, because I looked and said there's a good chance they'll have one loss or less. And if they have one loss or less, they're going to get in. Because they're just they're dying to put Notre Dame in there. Right. They need that storyline. Yeah. They, somebody needs that storyline. NBC needs that storyline. It's just it's it's shameful. It's, <sighs> and I don't know what the solution would be. I don't think. I mean, going to six or eight. I don't know about that because then the conference. I mean, the conference championships should matter, and and they benefit teams that win. Like last year, they benefited us. But the, my whole just whole thing is, that, like, why not do the playoffs? You could you could. Select it. Well, no, because I was going to say you could select it before the championship week. But I don't know. It's just if it's something to me about getting penalized for losing a championship game like that to the number one team that everybody said might be the best team of all time. Which, by the way, the 01 Hurricanes would smash them. Thank you. So, anyways. Uh, do you know which conference was responsible for starting these conference championships? Uh, Big Ten? ACC? The Almighty SEC. No, oh. I mean I. It's fine to have them. They're fun, but this is. And I'm was, just salty because it cost us a playoff spot. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's what all this boils down to. It's just anger and. And by the way, this week also, as if that loss and everything wasn't enough, my number one fantasy team, which was 11 and two and dominating everyone, lost five starters to injury this week, including a player I just traded for. And uh, so basically, half my roster got injured this week too. On top of that, on Sunday. Do you so, have a bye, uh, Do you have a bye week this week? Yes, but still, it's a lot of players to lose. It is a lot. <laughs> two of them for the AJ Green and Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles in practice. How's that happen? I just traded for AJ Green too. Something's. I mean, you need to get rid of the mo- <laughs> the bad mojo, man. Man, it's out there. I don't know. I don't know what I did, but it's out there. You you. You pissed somebody off. So Pretty good. Jacksonville going for it on fourth and inches. 
What um, what are the most appealing bowl matchups to you? Have you um, looked at it? Who's Miami got? Miami plays Wisconsin again. Oh gosh! In the pinstripe bowl, Big Ten games. I mean, bowl games are the worst. It is. It is so bad. And you know, oh, I, and y'all I, played last year too. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! And rematches. Yeah, we. That's the game that Mark Richt embarrassed himself in because he chewed out the official or tried to chew out the official and. That reminds me of 2012-13. We played Nebraska back-to-back in, like, Capital One Bowl. And it's just when you play the same team two years in a row. It's just not intriguing. No, don't do it. Now, I, I will tell you the game I'm looking forward to, believe it or not, is the Rose Bowl. I think it's a good matchup. Which pits Washington against Ohio State? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. I, you want to, Let's talk about conference championship games and the ugliest conference championship game of all time. Did you see any of Utah and Washington? No, I was at a. Uh, we had a uh, basketball game that that yeah. night. The ten to three Washington won. And it Is was that with the I, when the I came when I finally got home? Um, it was uh, they were awarding Washington the uh, the trophy. Brutal, so boring. Conference it used to be high flying excitement. You know, is, is, has it turned into uh, Big Ten Junior? It's I don't even know what it is. It's like Mac Junior. <laughs> so we've got the 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 four big the big bowls I call them the Sugar Fiesta Rose and Peach. Does anything excite you excite you about any of these games? Texas. I mean, I'm not talking about the playoffs. I I think I like yeah. those matchups. I mean, I think that's legit. yeah. Well, kind of it, playoffs. The lines Vegas knows you. The committee, say what you want about them or fans, Las Vegas knows the teams and how they match up. And the fact that there's double-digit spreads in both games, which, by the way, Georgia would have been favored over everybody except for Clemson and Bam. But the <laughs> fact that they're double-digit spreads, that, that first round, I mean, I can't. Not a lot of intrigue. But, uh, no, I am happy to play Texas. I, I, I have no problem with that. And uh, you, you get your bulldog getting to beat up on on Tom Herman on the bandwagon. <laughs> I left. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll watch all of this. Well, I'll stay Washington. Maybe. I'm not that interested in that. But I will watch Central Florida and LSU. And then Michigan should throttle Florida. They get they they play just about every other year in the bowls. It seems like. Yeah. And they opened the season last year, right? So they're very familiar, mm-hmm. Michigan and Florida. And I don't. I mean, Florida's so overrated at this point. It's ridiculous. They're number 10, Art. Squatters. Florida is here, here, yeah. Once again, this, the, the season of squatters. <sighs> I mean, but I'm looking down this. Real quick. Kentucky has the same record as Florida, and Kentucky beat Florida, and yet Florida gets the better matchup, the better ball. I think that's a little. Eh. That has everything to do with money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, Pitt. Pitt played in the ACC title game. They had a record of seven and five. Impressive. So they go to the Sun Bowl. The Sun Bowl. Pitt and Stanford. Are you going to be like anxiously awaiting that matchup? Uh, I I have to work on New Year's Eve. Okay. Get out of work at two o'clock. I'm not rushing home to watch Pitt and Stanford. No, I mean, there's just I I don't like bowl season. I'll say it. It's kind of it's hokey, and it's 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 just there's too many of them. I mean, if and we, they're all corporate, and you shouldn't have six and six teams 
in bowl games. You don't think Purdue deserves to play Auburn in the Music City Bowl? No, I don't think You're Baylor not, you, and Vandy in the over 500 bowl, essentially. Baylor and Baylor and Vandy. Yeah, the loser will be under 500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just it, – I heard Georgia Tech wasn't too happy about their bowl, the Belt Bowl. <laughs> Apparently there was some – they had to email out telling their fans, please, you know, buy your tickets no, no, to no, the no. school. That's South Carolina, Virginia. Where's Georgia Tech going? Oh, maybe Georgia Tech wanted the Belt Bowl and they didn't get it, and that's why oh, they were they're mad. going to the Quick Lane Bowl. That's Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's what kind of the they're playing Minnesota. That's um, Coach Tony Dungy's the boat. alma mater. Yeah, that's PJ Fleck. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Georgia Tech matched up with Minnesota. I mean, are you geeked about that? Win that game and, and send Paul, Paul Johnson Swanson. out. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Paul, CPJ? I'm not not surprised. Remember, I predicted that one too. You predicted that. You predicted um, Urban Cryer. Urban. And Paul were two I got right. You were, but like I pointed out to you, Coach O is one I got wrong. So I was two and one. That's pretty good. Two out of three in my coaching bold predictions for coaches that would not be here next year. So yeah, that's not bad. I'll take that. Normally I'm over <laughs> three with predictions like that. So how do you think the Georgia Tech fan base feels about that uh, as I, a whole? I will tell you, I had. Um, I can't speak for every Georgia Tech fan. And I'm not a Georgia Tech fan, but the couple I have spoke to were getting a little frustrated with Tech, yeah, and thought they needed a change. So I think, I think they're they're happy to 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 see the change. But oh my gosh, he's gonna go 99 yards. Watch. Oh, you're kidding me. I was about to say he's too slow. I guess he is too slow. He's he's well, still up. 99 yards. All right, you called that. We just watched Derrick Henry stiff arm nine defenders and go 99 yards for a touchdown. That ties the record for the longest touchdown in the NFL because that's as far as you can go, 99 yards. He's energized by that Alabama win. Unbelievable. Gave him his strength. Unbelievable. Against my Jacksonville Jaguars. This football week keeps getting better, huh? Just, for I, both mean, of us. I mean, it is. He takes the handoff like seven yards deep in the end zone. All right, one, get off me. Linebacker, get off me. Get off me again. He's like he's like pressing, pressing the uh, X button, the it's juke button. It's just a stiff arm, y'all. <laughs> just go low. Oh. I mean. Anyways. Oh, my gosh. So you said they, they were getting kind of tired. Yeah, so I think they're – but here's the question we always ask when we have this conversation, like the water cooler talk or lunch talk. Who are you going to get? Who's non triple option coach? Who who are you gonna get? I mean, it's it's like, is it? Did I see? I think Jeff Collins from Temple. That's uh, the scuttlebutt I've heard is Jeff Collins from Temple, which wouldn't be bad. Wizen Hunt. Yeah, that's took what his I was name thinking. out okay. of the search. Okay. He so he decided no, he didn't want to go there. No kidding. That's gonna be tough for anybody for the. I mean, you got two or three years. Yeah, I was about to say at least you got to give these guys three years because they got to recruit different players. Uh, I don't think do they even have a tight end on their roster or well, a quarterback that can throw. Georgia Tech. I mean, they I didn't mean, even have a tight say, end, do they? I don't think they have a tight end throw or throw accurately. I mean, that's. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is they have a bunch of little Running, system guys yeah. and offensive linemen that are. I mean, that's that's rough. 
I'm glad because that is such a waste of time to have to play the triple option. And right before the SEC championship, you got guys diving at legs. We always get people hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm glad to not have to deal with that because that that's if you if you take Georgia Tech and Georgia if they're running a pro style or spread regular spread and with the way they're going to recruit compared to us that it's a game that you wouldn't typically worry about but when you throw in the triple option and all the goofiness of it it kind of equalized it sure it does to an extent a lot mm-hmm. of years right so i'm i'm glad to see that gone as much as we make fun of it it was just a pain to to have to waste all that practice time working on that and it doesn't translate to any other game that we play so it's no. you're basically throwing away a week unless you play a one double eight team that runs that, right. that offense you're just you're just wasting a week of practice practicing for something and, and risking this those injuries so it's not i'm i'm glad i'm glad he's gone and i i'll enjoy <laughs> i mean i don't worry about who they hire because it's tech know, right exactly so the bugs will get a new head coach um Urban Meyer. I mean, you called that one. The, yeah. the, 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 are you shocked they stayed in house with that? Um, I mean, that's kind of. I guess they just wanted sort of continuity, or you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised they gave it to a guy who'd been an OC for like two years. Right. That's that's surprising. I think probably a lot of it. I mean, Urban might have highly recommended him, and but it seems like you. I mean, if it were me, I would want to kind of wipe the slate clean and get a fresh staff that doesn't have all that still hanging over. Because even with Urban gone, it's still, you know that that staff, there was some shadiness going on. Sure. sure. Right? I mean, those coaches probably knew Zach Smith and stuff that was going on. That's surprising to me. You? Yeah, but who are you going to get? I mean, you don't have to... They you can get a to, lot of guys. Well, I think. you're gonna have to pay a lot of money, and it's gonna be a system change, and it's yeah. I mean, it, I just, I just feel like this is my thought, and I can't remember the the kid's name. Ryan Day. Thank you. And he was a coach, in, interim coach when Urban was out earlier this season. Yeah. And uh, so you go with Ryan Day. Let's just say you go with Ryan Day. There's no nobody's jumping out this year saying, oh, yeah, we really got to get this guy to come coach our team, right? Mm-hmm. There's no – Yeah, it's a bad year to have a so, opening. So you give Day a couple years. Maybe he pans out and he's the next Scott Frost, even though I don't know if you want to be the next Scott Frost right now. And it turns out to be a win. Or you say, you know what, we took a chance and he's not the guy and then we can go get the guy in a couple of years and have a really organized search. That's yeah. kind of my, my thought on, on staying in-house like that. That's true. Um, so I think you roll the dice, and you don't have to pay him as much as you paid Urban. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay him as much as you pay. I'll just throw a name out there, you know, uh, Dabo, right? If, if yeah, you're you trying to pay him half of what you paid Urban in theory, because I mean, your Urban was one of the top coaches for as much as we hated him. He's right. one of the few with a ring, multiple rings. So. Uh, yeah, you should get him very cheap compared to Urban. So it's it's. Uh, I think Ohio State made the right play for them. Um, we'll we'll see. And then what's the rumor about Harbaugh leaving Michigan to get yes, back to the NFL? I sent you that today. That NFL people think that he's wanting to get back. So he hasn't been in any stop longer than four years. This is his fourth year at Michigan, and he's getting the NFL bug. Mm. Maybe Green Bay, mm. or he likes Cleveland apparently. 
Mm, Cleveland. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, they've got some good young pieces. Speaking of the Harbaugh's, did you see what John Harbaugh and his Ravens did to the Falcons this weekend? Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Lamar Jackson did to the Falcons. Well, yes. He lost yes. to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Basically, they don't they don't let him throw more than 10 yards downfield, and they just run him half the time. Right. And you got beat. Yeah. The Falcons are definitely on the decline. And here I can't say a whole lot because my Jaguars are losing 13-2 to two and just gave up a 99-yard touchdown run. <laughs> To Derrick Henry. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, we digress from college football. Is there anything as, as a season, I mean, holiday season now, any of these bowl games, will you? I know you said you hate bowl season, but is there anything, like if you're just tooling around the house on December 22nd, which is what, uh, Friday night, Saturday, I think Saturday, you know, Will you turn the TV on to ESPN to watch a couple of these bowl games, or will you just say, no. you know what, we're, I'm going outside and sitting in the snow. I'd rather sit in the snow. And Yeah, I I, I mean, during the regular season, I, there's only a handful of games that I will turn on and sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Because, for, first off, with two kids under five, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time just sitting on a couch sure. watching football yeah, and neglecting you just, them. Right, you, know? you just can't. So you got to pick and choose what you want to watch. But even if I did have free time... I'd find something else to do than watch. It's just those not. Games. It's just not must see TV. No, it's you watch it and you're just like, why am I wasting this time? Yeah, it feels like complete waste of time because you have no rooting interest. They're usually not that entertaining, and it's just, it's just sad. Yeah, it's like watching exhibition basketball games. Yeah, it's just kind of or any kind of exhibition game right. for that matter. They don't matter except for to the fan base, and then you get a month of practice. That's good for them, but. I don't understand the people that are like, I love bowl season. It's great. There's football every day. The only day. thing great about bowl season is getting in a pool and picking all the winners and then winning the money. That's, the only, <laughs> that's To me, that's the only thing great about bowl season. The worst postseason in all of sports, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and I don't think it's close. I don't think it's anywhere. I mean, it's awful. It's a waste. So what, a what, if, what if they went to a 16-team playoff? I'm talking out of my butt here. 16-team playoff, eliminated some of these crappy bowls, and then made it similar to the FCS. I would love that. I mean, you still have, no matter what system we go to, you're still going to have a particular fan base. Uh, If it was eight teams, it would be team number nine. If it was six teams, it would be team number seven, and so on. You see it every year in the NCAA basketball tournament, the bubble teams that -hmm. that were the bubble burst. So I I don't know if you'll ever, and of course you can't, the 16 teams is unreasonable with the uh, 12 or 13 game schedule. I just, I mean, yeah, it's a little. I mean, Division two does it, but they play 10 regular season games. Do they? Yeah, I think they so. Just play cut 10. out two cupcakes. Do you really think you're gonna give up two home games? They're home games that nobody cares about, and if you, I think fans would rather have a playoff and two less home games because these home games, no one, people show up for a half. I mean, no one cares about Georgia and UMass. I, Georgia fans would gladly uh, take getting UMass off the schedule and give up the UMass game for a better chance in being in the playoffs every year. I think most fans would, mm-hmm. but and the it, schools wouldn't. And yeah, because they want yeah. the moolah. Yep, which is all it comes down to. That's it. That's the bottom line. The almighty dollar. I mean, it, with four, the thing is, 
with five power five, you know, the five conferences, and then say there's a Cinderella like Boise used to be. So you're you're limiting. Say each conference has a team go undefeated. You're just inherently somebody's going to get left out from some conference. It's inevitable, and then you have an independent crash in the party. I was just about to say, and then you know, what if Notre Dame is undefeated, and then how, how do you pick between Notre Dame and Ohio State and, and Oklahoma? Right. Or so it's always going to be tough with just four, and there's going to be a fan base pissed off because if Georgia had gotten in, can you imagine how furious the Big Twelve and the Big Ten would be, and their fans yes. and their athletic director? I mean, that would be they would have a case too because Oklahoma did beat; they avenged their only loss. I mean, granted, they give up 40 points to whoever, Kansas or whatever they did. You know, <laughs> they might have the worst defense in, defense in Division One, but it's, it's somebody's going to be mad at the end of the year. Um, I would like to see more. Mike Leach has a good rant about this. Everybody should go to YouTube and search Mike Leach playoffs and listen to him talk about it. Of course, he wants like 30-something teams or maybe even 60. He's a strange bird. <laughs> he is. He is. I wonder if he's a nervous bird. I don't think that man's nervous about much. I watch his press conferences. Have I told you that? No. I actually watch Mike Leach's press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's our take. This year went by quick, and it didn't seem to have a whole lot of excitement. No, a lot of squatters. Yeah. Not many great matchups. No. Or compelling games. There, I think there was maybe two weekends that was kind of like, must see TV mm-hmm. and the other words were, I just feel like years past there was a lot more intriguing matchups and then you know the the rivalry week all the good games were on at like 12 o'clock and it was all at the same time and it was just kind of like come mm-hmm. on man mm-hmm. and yeah. then even the championship week it was I mean I didn't even watch Ohio State play because that had no appeal to me because you knew what was going to happen I did watch Oklahoma Texas and then I watched Georgia but I didn't watch Clemson and Pitt it's just you know, I guess it's up to these other teams, to schools, to to step up and put out a better product than what they are. And somebody challenge Clemson, because Clemson's got it in every year. They're kind of like Alabama. Yeah, you, they can lose a game and still get in because the man, you're in the ACC. How the ACC is terrible this year. They're very bad. I mean, very man, bad. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So. Anyways, not I, I don't think the ACC. I think the ACC probably looks like Miami and say we got sold a bill of goods. Yeah, in Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. What's the SEC commissioner blabbing about UCF? Oh, he's telling them. This. I don't want to hear him talk about anything. By the way, I can't stand Greg Sankey. He said they should strengthen their schedule. How are they going to do that? I mean, there's only so many out of conference games they can sign up for and how many teams will agree to play them nope nobody wants the to play the SEC commissioner talking about strengthening your schedule out of conference Is, do you see the irony there <laughs> that that most teams in the SEC play no one out of conference <laughs> and he's complaining about that I, I can't stand him oh that's your boy Greg Sankey Bama privilege that's, that's Bama privilege it's that's Sinky has got some SEC privilege going on where he's he's at the top of the food chain. He just wants to beat down the little guy, UCF. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work when, when UCF goes and beats LSU? I hope they do because they already beat Auburn last year. Right. I hope they do. That would be awesome without Mackenzie Milton. 
Yeah, that's the uh, uh, that that would be tough. I guess with him, I think they could beat LSU. Without him, I doubt they will. But shut up, shut it, Sankey. Keep your mouth shut. That's that's He's, lame. That's so incredibly lame. Spend more time looking at grading your officiating crews and less time worrying about UCF. Uh, I heard a rumor, and this is completely rumor, and this came from a Florida State person, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Well, we don't know. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be at Georgia all four years. Has, has any of that come to – have you heard anything about Fields being unhappy? It's. I mean, people don't know if he's going to leave. He. That's kind of the big question mark in the offseason because reporters asked him right after the game, you know, you've heard the talk. What's your, you know? Are you planning to transfer? And he said, he gave this answer, which is the wrong one. He said, all I'm thinking about right now is the ne- this you know this next game that we're gonna play in this team in this year. That's all I'm thinking about right now. Which that's like what somebody says if they are gonna transfer. But then somebody else asked him later, and he said, are you gonna be here next year? And he said, yes, sir. That's the plan. You know, everybody. I'm a competitor. I want to play, but I trust Kirby. You know, blow. As the years when he came in, it was obvious to see that he's not, he's just not there yet. Right. And so, here, if he transfers, he'll have to sit out next year. And in 2020, he'll have, in theory, he'd have a job because there's no guarantee he'd beat whoever he's at. Mm-hmm. From most likely is going to be gone after next year at this point. Like he's, he's popping up in mock drafts in like the first round. Wow. And which I don't see it, but. So you can either sit another did you, year. Did you know he played baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so you can either sit, play some next year, and then and then have one to two years in in a system you've been developing in, or you can just pack your bags and leave. I think it's if he did, it would just be basically emotional and maybe outer you know outside influences telling him you know you deserve to go somewhere. I don't think he'll leave. But every other fan base on the planet wants him to and thinks he will. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds like something that a Florida State fan would say. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, he's unhappy, and man, we could get him. I'm like, what? What, 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 what about Florida State this season would be any kind of attractive? No. Yeah, that's Auburn fans want him, too, and Florida fans want him. Everybody wants him. But that's – man, I think he's smart enough to – he committed when Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm were here, and Jacob, Jake Fromm just took him to a championship game. So he, it's not like he didn't know that there was a guy entrenched in the starting position. Right. And he still played nearly 40% of the snaps this year. So you're like, <laughs> including in the SEC championship game, which that I did not like. He should not have come out there for a play when Fromm was on fire yeah. and carving them up. Why even put him out there? That didn't make any sense. Just go with the gun that got you. Go with what. Go with the the the. The way they've used them know. this year has been questionable at best. Though I'll say that. You guys lose your defensive coordinator. Yeah. How does that affect uh, things going know. forward? I mean, it was kind of expected. I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a great coach, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not concerned about it. I guess it's kind of like. You know, like Oklahoma wouldn't worry if they lost their offensive coordinator. And that sort of thing. Bama doesn't care about coordinators, which this is what their fourth offensive coordinator in four years at Alabama. <laughs> I mean, they on defense. I just don't worry about defense with with Kirby there as a does, whole. Does it bug you that Butch Jones is probably walking around with an SEC oh, championship God. ring? <laughs> he is, doesn't he? Yes. 
<laughs> Not so much because he knows and we all know that he earned that as an intern. So it should have an asterisk next to it. <laughs> yes. He can't. It should be a tiny little ring, you know? Like a quarter machine ring. Yeah. Butch Jones. I didn't think about that. He finally got a ring. Yeah. Does oh, does Butch is, does Butch head coach ever again? I'm sure he will. What, what do you think? He's in the Nick Saban rehabilitation clinic. Is it? Is he come back and coach at like Maine, New Hampshire? Yeah, something weird. Which, by the way, Liberty, a Christian university, mm-hmm. is apparently their guy is Hugh Freeze. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I didn't. Apparently, Hugh Freeze of Ole Miss. Hugh Freeze. Yes, the man that got fired for going calling prostitutes on the school phone. Um, that's not funny, but I could think of, I I could think, well, do you believe in redemption? Absolutely. Maybe. But I also believe that one year removed, two years removed from something like, there's other options that might fit in line more. I mean, if you believe that he's completely remorseful and has changed his ways, that's fine. I think he, his whole thing was a charade. Any, his Christian thing was a charade anyways, um. because he was out there preaching while he was doing all this stuff. So I, I just think I think it was an act, but it's just funny. Because oh, listen, you want to know another fun search? Tennessee's offensive coordinator search has gone basically the same way their head that their head coaching <laughs> search went. They now, they now, were all set on Hugh Freeze, and you know all gung ho and Vol Twitter. Vol Twitter likes to think of itself as a nation. They uh they were all Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze. That didn't happen. There was a there was another guy that they wanted, that they were set. That, and at this point, there's the name after name is is popping up and fading. They I read a thread today where they were hoping they could get Jim Cheney back, which is funny because they when Jim Cheney was hired, they're like he was terrible at Tennessee. We don't want you know laughing how, at us. How and how now they, they want to get him back. Why would he Why would he leave? <laughs> a national championship contender for Jeremy Pruitt. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. just funny. It's just funny watching them go through life. Vols. They're just very... <laughs> they're, they're fo- well, I can't say that. I was about to say they've almost turned into the Kentucky of football in the SEC, but they're they, just, they are a train comical. wreck. They're yeah. a train wreck. They lost their coordinator left to go to Western Kentucky, and, and he probably was going to leave anyways because he didn't seem to get along with Pruitt. But and you got Phil Fulmer lurking overhead, you know, and it's just it's just, it's just hysterical. Yeah, Watching very, as the vault turns. It's like a toxic environment. It's Extremely mess, toxic. It's a mess. It, oh, here's, here's what I was thinking of earlier I meant to mention. Um, I am going to so greatly enjoy playing Notre Dame in week two next year and taking out my anger that they snuck in and stole a playoff spot from everybody because I don't think they're a playoff team. But we get them in Sanford Stadium week two, and there's going to be a lot of anger and rage from being left out that is going to be taken out on those on the Irish next year. I'm going mm. to love that I, art. I, I remember a saying you once said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And as a Miami Hurricane, we have no bigger enemy than Notre Dame. Than the Irish? So, so I will take great pleasure in watching them being dismantled and destroyed piece mm-hmm. by piece. Yeah. And looking at the often smug Brian Kelly mm-hmm. and just laughing. That's going to be sweet. That's going to be sweet. 
I'm out of material. I am too. Are we coming back? Are we gonna we're have not a out of pound cake. We are. <laughs> no, that's one thing we're not out of. Are we gonna? This is not our last show of 2018, is it? Can't no. be. Can't be. We'll be back next Thursday as we record. We're sitting here. It's Thursday night. Yeah, we could probably. Squeeze we'll do more. one more before the bowl games. I mean, for Squeeze sure. One more in, but the because holidays is going to be harder. But yeah, we it, can. We'll get one in. So next week, next week we'll go. And and I want to, I want to do a little naughty or nice segment. I'll tease it. We'll do a little naughty or nice segment. Okay. Give you some names. All right. They're getting lumps of coal or trick, you know, or or getting. Sounds good. And uh, you know, we can talk about. Uh, we can start talking about college basketball. Yes. Because is there any really anything else to, to talk about at this point? No, I mean NFL, but that's not that's not quite playoff time, which is no. when it really gets interesting. I did I did tell you I, I had a run in not a run in I, I brushed shoulders with your uh, basketball coach. You did. How, so how'd that go? So we we were scouting, watching a actually good basketball game. South Cobb was playing Sprayberry, and South Cobb was ranked number eight in the state, and they're both in our region. And we wanted we play South Cobb on Friday night and. We wanted to go watch them play, so as a team and a staff, we went over there, and uh, I got there a little late, um, sat down next to a couple of our players and looked over, and I was like, at first I was thinking Mark Fox, and I was like, that's not his name. <laughs> his name is not Mark Yeah, don't Fox. call him that. And I looked back over, I was like, oh, it's Tom Cream. Yeah. And uh, so I was telling our guys, I was like, you just never know who shows up at a basketball game. I mean, it was very obscure. South, uh, I think Sprayberry has a kid that's pretty good. Um hmm. And he might have been the one that they were looking at, but then I I left there, went over to to, to sit with our coach, and we did a little scouting. And as we're walking out, here comes Crean up the bleachers, and I said, "Oh, coach, I told you he was here. He's right there." And coach goes over, shakes his hand, and introduces himself. And then he comes over, shakes my hand, introduces you know I introduce myself, and he just kind of he seemed a little nervous, like like a nervous bird. Yeah, like he had eaten a little bit too much chicken, <laughs> like edgy. Uh, not it, not he seemed nice enough, but kind of very busy. Like maybe he really had to get out back to Athens or something. I don't know. Uh, gotcha. But uh, well, you get a you get a top one hundred prospect. I bet he would make some more time for you. We 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 don't have a top one hundred prospect <laughs> at Sequoia High School. We have some very good basketball players, not top one hundred. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, cool. That's a fun story. So it's it's kind of cool to see him there. And, and how tan was he? Uh, I mean. I, I, I don't ever look. He looks orange on TV. He was not orange. Okay. He was not. I think it's maybe that's television. I think it might be television. He is not orange. <laughs> He's not not orange. Uh, don't have any. We don't have any. You know, funny stories or segments. I have been a very angry, bitter person the last few days at work. I will say that. I have all week, and especially today. Babysitter was 45 minutes late, which made me late to every appointment in the afternoon. And so I have been just fueled by rage. Um, Daniel so, Salty. Yeah. Man, I am I am, I am a bitterman this week. It's still, give me give me seven days to, to clear all the salt out of my system. I'll be fine. All right. But this week, no. So high school football playoffs, any interest in that for you? They're coming up. Not, they, they got moved because Atlanta is hosting the MLS whatever cup is it the mls cup something i'm not we're not a soccer show okay it's no. just not um but and i'm sure in typical atlanta fashion they'll screw the pooch yeah they will um any any interest in any high school football game this week? i'll watch some but 
you know, you're a lot more into that than I am. I follow recruits. Okay. More than I do any, you know, teams. Okay. So, I mean, I could tell you the top 25 in jo- players in Georgia, but as far as their teams, no, I'll, 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 uh, do you know, I'll, I'll leave that to the guy that's interviewed every coach in, in the no, state. No, just 25. I mean, let's, let's not yeah. get carried away. Uh, do top, do you know the top recruit in Georgia? Or, or I'm sorry, the top recruit headed to Georgia that's playing in the state tournament? Is is there one? I don't know. Who's even playing? Tell me who's playing, right. and I'll be able to tell you. The teams? Yeah. Okay, Milton Colquitt County. No. Lee County, Northside Warner Robins. No. Otis Wa- Reese from Lee last year. Yeah, but he's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got Warner Robins and Bainbridge. Bainbridge. Nope. They're at Bainbridge, pretty young. Uh, Blessed Trinity in Cartersville. You had Bertrand and Steel Chambers were targets, but but they didn't. Nobody from Cartersville, no. Uh, T. Webb actually is a pretty good quarterback from Cartersville, but um, in three A you've got Cedar Grove. Well, Jaden Hazelwood and uh, Peach County. Peach. I don't think we have anybody from Peach this year, but Peach man, that talk about high schools that prepare their guys as good as anybody. Peach County guys are like old leather; mm-hmm. I mean, they're tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we have. No, we don't have anybody from Peach this year. Okay, you got uh, Rock Mart and uh, nope. uh, Herd County. No, nobody from Herd. And then you have uh, in single A public, you've got Clinch County. Where Tresman Marshall, yeah, uh, and uh, Irwin County. I don't think we have anybody from Irwin, so and, we got Tres. And then uh, in single A pub private, you've got uh, Eagles Landing Christian Elka going for their fourth consecutive state title against Athens. No, Athens Academy, not Athens Christian. No, so basically we got Trez and then Jaden Hazelwood, I think, is going to come back to Georgia. So that, yeah, that but yeah, so this is not well represented on our commitment list. But the majority, I'd say over half our guys are, this year are from out of state. So out of the top 20 in Georgia, not many coming to Georgia. Oh, uh, but you do have uh, Trevon Walker. Yeah, but where does he play? Upson Lee. Upson Lee, yeah. So he's not in. He's it. not in it, but you're talking right. about the top. Yeah, he's yeah. the top. He's the top guy, kid out of the state that we got. And then you know, Nolan Smith technically was a Georgia guy. He was from down in Savannah, but then now he's at IMG, so he's not counted. I mean, he's the top player in the country, but he's not counted as a Georgia player, even though he is in there. Right. <laughs> like the IMG guys. So you got Nolan and Jaden, or the and Trayvon are the, the three big ones. But um, and there's I mean, plenty of players, but as far as the top top, that's that's kind of it. But I'll be interested. Who's who's your favorite in in those games? Tell us six A. Six A Lee County. Lee. I mean they I think they are the second best team in the state. Who do you think is the best team? Colquitt County. Colquitt. But I I do think Milton will give them a hell of a game. Oh, Milton's playing. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. First uh they're going for their first state title and school history that's impressive i didn't know milton was up there i mean that wow milton people in milton don't need a title i agree i want those south georgia kids to, yeah yeah this, okay. i'm impressed though <laughs> who's coaching milton uh, i couldn't even i can't even remember the head coach's name uh, but they got jordan yates georgia tech uh commit mm-hmm. 
They got uh, what, a big offensive tackle, Paul, Paul Chow. Chow. Yeah. Um, they've got a, a pretty good running back. But Yates, dual threat, I mean, he can kind of get it done both ways. And I, I've got stats on my blog. but So he's going to Tech? Yeah. Well, he was. He That's had, what I <laughs> Gotcha. So those games are Friday? They were actually moved to Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Are you serious? Because yeah. they're normally Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah, but the uh, Atlanta United Tuesday are, and Wednesday. Yeah, because the Atlanta United are playing at home on on oh Friday. On Saturday, I'm sorry. So I'll tell you one one high school coach who I think might be the best high school coach in the country that has his team in a state championship just a few years after being there is Jeff Heron over at T.L. Hanna and ah. Anderson. They're playing in the state championship this week. And he that program was had some good players and but since he's been there, they have I mean, just been dominating people. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. That's one that yeah, I don't know what happened with him because he was at Grayson, right? Before he went there. Yeah, he was at Grayson yeah. for a year. And uh, I don't know what happened with him, but that's one that the state of Georgia let get away because that dude he is good. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it. All the games will be on uh, GPB, or I think you can stream them on GPB's website or through their Facebook app. So if you have any kind of interest in seeing some uh, pretty talented players, Georgia's got a ton of them. The state hey, of Georgia has a ton of them. The U offered Nick Penley. Yes, they did. You saw that? Yes, they did. They brought it. That brought a smile to my face. Uh, I can't. I know this is not a high school football show, but I'm a. I've not heard a coach gush over a player uh, in a positive way, uh, as such as Coach Carter had had talked about Nick Penley, and I think it was not just his athletic ability, but his leadership and all mm-hmm. the intangibles. Um, so are you gonna are you gonna do some? Pushing him in that direction, sliding him some some pound cake or anything like that to sway him well, to the U. The, the problem is that I don't make the pound cake, so if if impermissible Jenna, benefits, if Jenna made it, well, because I'm not an alumni, does it really That's matter? True, you're not a booster. I'm just a. I'm you're just, not a booster. I, if I wrap the pound cake up in a Miami Hurricane gotcha. cloth, you just gotta you gotta do the Cam Newton thing. You just gotta offer his parents, and then they don't tell him about it. And then you can. Yeah, I don't have any money to offer any kid. Any kid. <laughs> I got two kids, and I That's work. True. I work essentially two jobs so, this time of year. So, at any rate, That's it. We've made it to an hour, as usual. We have. We have. Right. Yeah. Every every week, it's an hour. Somehow, some way. No matter how much we have to talk about, we talk about that. It's it's always an hour. Always. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We're sorry that you could not enjoy our pound cake, but um, if you are interested in sampling some of Jenna's pound cake, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, and then you can send her about, I don't know, $25 on PayPal, and she'll make you one, and we'll deliver it. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, hit her on Twitter. Yeah. I'm sure she'd be happy to make. She could sell this for, yeah. 25 bucks? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is this is some high high dollar pound and cake. And she not only does she just made us the regular one. That's what I requested. She makes chocolate pound cake. She makes all kinds of different pound cakes. Oh man, I, I would like it with some blueberries. I bet be she good. could probably do that. Blueberry pound cake. Yeah. Maybe a little lemon in there. When's your birthday? August first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just checking. We'll see if, if <laughs> we'll see, see if she'll she'll take up another bet. Maybe in basketball. Of course, we probably lose that. But yeah, maybe we can. So, Jenna, if you're listening uh, and you feel like 
a blueberry lemon pound cake is up, you know, I'm sure she could do that. If you feel generous, the Christmas spirit, or any time over the next year and you want to make one like that, that would be appreciated too. <laughs> Thank you so much to Redheaded Jenna, yeah. our number one Georgia Tech super fan, uh, pound cake baker extraordinaire. Absolutely. You guys have a great week. Uh, we'll be back next week with our uh, kind of wrapping up our college football I guess regular season because yeah. Army and Navy do play next week, don't mm-hmm. they? This week, don't they? Yeah, and then we can make we can make our playoff picks. Sounds good to in me. In case we don't get back to, back in the lab before. We'll then. talk about who's been naughty, who's been nice, and um, maybe we'll have some more message boards chatter. Message board might have some coach coaching hires at that point. You know, yeah. With early signing day, yeah. teams move a little quicker than normal. Yeah, they got to. They got to. So. You guys have a great week. Once again, I am Art Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. Y'all have a great week. Bye-bye.